computer. This is data. I'm an android. I'm a basketball. I was processing all of the information. Processing. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Rangers pick basketball. Analytics was crap. Does not compute. Just because you got good stats doesn't mean you're a good team. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lakers Exceptionalism Podcast. I'm your host for the day, Tim. You know me as Cranjus McBasketball on Twitter, and we are talking about Shondi Brown on this episode because the Lakers might need him. Uh, the Lakers, with Trevor Ariza out, are going to have to cobble together. I mean, and they have guys, but there will be opportunities at the small forward and power forward positions on this team, and there are some internal options available. From a free agency standpoint, there isn't really much there. So looking at some of the youth that's been within the organization and training camp, competing for spots, Shawnee Brown is someone who I think has a really good shot and would be my favorite to get the Lakers' second two-way position. Uh, That contract would allow them to play, I forget what it is, 40, 50 games with the Lakers, and then the rest of their time would be spent uh, with the South Bay Lakers. So keep them within the organization. Uh, have them more tied to that parent org than some of the other South Bay Laker guys who other teams can go poach from. And if you need spot minutes at the three or the four, he's someone you can just call up and throw in there. If you're not familiar with him, he's played a little bit in each of the first two preseason games. I'll note I'm recording this on Friday, October 8th. So the Lakers play today against the Warriors. If he goes out there and is awesome or stinks or is injured or is named the second two-way guy, I I don't know that yet, so uh, have some patience with me. But from what we've seen so far, he's he's making a case for himself. And that's exactly what Frank Vogel said uh, after one of the games. Frank Vogel's full quote was, yeah, he's making a case. He's performing well, obviously, with the perimeter shooting and the defensive physical toughness. You can have success in this league. So he's a dark horse. And he's tough. He has the mindset of blowing up screens and being really physical on the glass. So he's done a good job for us in camp. And like I said, he's a guy that can shoot the ball from the perimeter, take plays off the bounce, and compete at a high level on the defensive end. So you got a chance. And he was certainly less heralded. So end of of the quote. He's certainly less heralded than the other guys that the Lakers brought in with Austin Reeves and Joel Ayayi. But given the positional imbalance on this team, Ariza's injury, the fact that what Ayayi brings... Like, he has potential as well, but what he brings doesn't really quite match what this team needs right now, just given who is able to play and who can't play, um, and just how this team's constructed. So, the Lakers could use a guy that could play some three or some four, and Brown as a three and D guy that maybe you play five minutes to maybe ten minutes max in some games, not all games, that is something that can be helpful, especially because this this still is an older Laker team, just because they injure, you know... We talked about them having depth and being able to withstand some guys resting. Now that there's an injury, there's less of that being able to shuffle around and give dudes rest. So if you need to cut down time here or there and you're you're kicking butt in a game, Brown's a dude you can stick out there and he can do what he's supposed to do well. From a production standpoint so far... I mean, shoot, the shooting doesn't really, tiny sample, it doesn't really matter all that much, but he's 7 for 11 shooting, which is certainly better than 2 for 11. 
Uh, he's been really active on the boards with putbacks, which is nice to see. And you can definitely tell he has some size to him and he'll mix it up inside. And Frank Vogel, even, he, t- he talked about that in his quote. We've seen that on the court in these two games. Uh, anytime a guy's playing not too many minutes, it's hard to get a great feel for them compared to what they're doing in training camp where they're practicing a much, much higher volume. Uh, so seeing this matchup with that is, is nice to see. Spotting up would be his primary job if he were on the Lakers and playing any time. And so far, so good. Eight points on six possessions. And last season at Michigan, he uh, was primarily the same kind of guy. <laughs> Defensively doing similar things. Offensively, he was a spot-up shooter. He was sixth on the Michigan roster in possessions and possessions per game. This was not someone... Like, if you're just looking through the stats for this team... This isn't someone who you're like, oh man, that guy's got a bunch of upside. Like, here's someone that we really want to look at targeting to draft. He was a 3 and D guy in college and a good one. And so I can understand how, you know, going from sixth on the team in Michigan uh, in possessions to end a bench spot for the Lakers, but being good at what he's good at and not being asked to do any more can work for him and work with what the Lakers already have around him. Going back to his Michigan games and Michigan days, he, again, was fantastic spotting up, lots of catching and shooting, but also had an ability to attack closeouts off the dribble at the college level. We haven't seen a ton of that yet. We've seen a little bit of it, and he's been successful so far. One, He had an off-screen play where he came off of like a, a flare screen, caught the ball, and then drove. Uh, he's driven and attacked closeouts on some spotting up so far. And Frank Vogel even mentioned that in his quote with his off the dribble attack, off the bounce, I think he said, attacking. We've seen him be active on the offensive glass in these two games. He's also done the same at Michigan. That was like his second highest uh, half-court frequency, and he was really good at it. So he's not going to do anything else offensively. He's not a playmaker. He's not really like shooting off the dribble uh, like with pull-ups, but he can catch and shoot threes. That's what the Lakers need. And defensively, he does a pretty solid job. I was I was going through the film on him. He has great box out tendencies, which always help. Uh, he versus the Suns ended up playing some power forward minutes, which was really helpful because the Braun wasn't playing, Ariza isn't playing, Dwight sat that game, AD only played a few quarters. So him able to get out there and be a bigger body was it, it certainly worked a lot better than having Kemp Bazemore out there at power forward, which was also a thing that happened. So seeing it work and seeing the impact he can make on the team with his size, even though he's not an imposing dude, is nice. Like he has some beefiness to him. That's that's going to help in these instances. Uh, he, I noticed he rotated really well. He was sinking in to take away short rolls. Uh, when there was like a three v two on the perimeter, he'd zone up pretty well. Uh, he trapped the box and walled up without fouling pretty well once. Meaning he was uh, the low man. He was the opposite corner defender, and a drive was happening on the right. Along the right baseline, he rotated over. He was in the restricted area, so he couldn't take a charge. But he also, like, he did what you're supposed to do there, which is put your hand straight up and jump and be disruptive without fouling. That is the best you can do in that situation, and that's exactly what he did. And the offensive player missed the shot. That's the kind of stuff that you want to see. From a negative standpoint, his release is pretty slow. So there will be times where it's like, ah, you know, you take a screenshot and it's like, man, this guy was wide open. But by, you take a second screenshot by the time he actually shot the ball or the ball leaves his hands and the defense is able to cover a bunch of ground. That's because his release is a bit slow. He's certainly limited on offense. I don't think that matters all that much for this team, but, you know, that's a limitation of his. That's that's why he's in the situation he's in 
uh, rather than being drafted by someone or drafted highly or anything like that. So very siloed guy, ask him to do an easy job. I'm guessing his jobs on this team offensively with our offensive archetypes will be as a stationary shooter, potentially an athletic finisher. If I don't know, I don't, I don't see that. I, I think he'll be active on the boards, but I don't think his three point rate is going to drop low enough to not be categorized as a shooter. Um, I can see him being a perimeter big on defense and not being like fantastic at each, but being good enough at each that like you can give him some minutes and it's not really going to hurt the team all that much. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Offensively, success for him is really going to come down to whether his threes are falling or not. And this is something that, I mean, it's, it is it is the thing for him on offense that you need to look out for. He shot 34%, 32%, 32% in three years in college, and then took a massive jump to shooting 42% in his last season at college. So that uh, if that's fraudulent, he's not going to be good. Um, on, you know, on the good side for him, he will have elite three-point shot quality on this team. So even if he's just like an average NBA three-point shooter, he's going to have some pretty good three-point percentages just driven by that high shot quality. And that's all the the Lakers really need. If he's a good three-point shooter on top of this, like if that 42% is legit and he's getting really high quality, you know, we're going to see some nice numbers, but that is encouraging to me. I think the the volume he'll get as a three-point shooter is never going to be very high because of his slow release and the fact that he's not an off-the-dribble guy. Uh, no semblance of a pick-and-roll game. Not really an ISO dude. So he's going to catch and shoot. 
the ceiling's low, but the floor is at a place that's acceptable where you can give him eight minutes in a game and you're not going to point to those eight minutes and say this is where we lost the basketball game in a lot of these regular season games. So I like it. And defensively, he does the right things. He has the right habits. He's not the, the most, you know, tantalizing physical prospect out there, but he appears to have the IQ, the hustle, and the awareness to execute what he needs to be executing. And as a three or four man, a lot of that's going to be rotating. Uh, we'll have to see how he fares on ball. Haven't seen much of it so far, but from rotation standpoint, from help standpoint, he's done pretty well. And why he is also getting a boost in, you know, his, his chances of playing and, and really helping others is just the slotting of having him in the game and allowing Bazemore to be a three instead of a four, or a two instead of a three. Ellington be a two instead of a three. THT be a two instead of a three. Malik Monk be a two instead of a three. Um, or a one instead of two. Like, all of these guys, instead of playing up a position and being just relative to their competition, less imposing physically, everybody in their natural roles, doing what they're used to doing and good at doing and optimized doing defensively from a position and a role standpoint, that's really going to help the Lakers. So even if Brown comes in and he's, you know, he's fine, he's, he's below average uh, defensively, which I don't know, I, I think he's got a chance to be good, to be, you know, good, to be decent. Um, if, he's, if he does his job and everyone else is slaughtered better, we're going to see the unit overall succeed compared to playing everybody out of position because Trevor Ariza is down. So that to me, is really helpful. I don't think, looking at like the Lakers' options from a roster standpoint, I think they have enough bodies to play the center and the power forward positions. Uh, small forward is where they're going to have to have some smaller dudes playing up. And it's not like game by game, I don't think we'll need to see Brown play. However, whenever someone is you know banged up or resting or say there's another injury, he's someone I think can come in and play some minutes and, and just kind of you know hold the rope. And, and do what he's supposed to do. Another fun thing about Brown, uh, this, is, this is funny. He, in one of these games, was subbed into the game, but the Lakers immediately tried to actually take him out and put Cam Oliver back in, in, in his place, who's a, a bigger dude. The refs didn't allow it, so Brown knew he was about to come out, and he, sh he on two positions, he got the ball and he shot the ball and made both of them. Um, Vogel then subbed someone else out instead of him because he was he was hot. So you love to see that. Give this man a contract. Uh, it's another. It's just a move around the margins, and these are the types of moves that we talk about because they matter. They're not headliners. They're not you know what all the reporters are going to cover. They're not going to win or lose all that many games, but they're going to help win and lose some games. And and this is one of those marginal moves that I think can really be beneficial for the Lakers given the other options available. And I like the IA in college. We haven't, I don't think we've seen him really get a fair shot to show what he's good at because he hasn't been able to play with the playmaking or play within, you know, all of our sets are installed and we're executing properly. That, that, those two things are when he's going to be at his best. But in order for him to actually get minutes, he needs like a lot of guards to be injured or traded. So it's just, there's too much in front of him right now to, to from my standpoint, feel great about investing in him in that spot. Now, I think he has the longer, uh, longer term upside and potential. So if you can sign Brown to a, like a full on roster spot and keep him on the roster and then probably cut him later in the year, he's going to get paid really, really well compared to what he would get paid otherwise. So that's good for him. 
um, it's going to give him a chance to show teams what he can do. And that's just a, you know, a stopgap. This is the decision that the Lakers need to make is, do we go for the longer term upside, even though we know this season, uh, yeah, he's not going to really have the opportunity to really perform? Or do we risk him leaving, invest in Brown, who we think can more directly help this team? Uh, or do we, you know, try to take care of both and and sign Brown to an actual roster spot or sign Ayayi to an actual roster spot? So that's what the team needs to figure out. We'll see that we know they've been averse to uh, adding on to any of their luxury tax payments. If they were to sign Brown and then cut him before that point in time, they don't have to pay that money. So there is a workaround here, and I think it could be in everyone's best interest. This is a guy who would probably be grateful for that opportunity, understand the situation, and if he performs well, you can you can keep him on. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's a tough situation. The Lakers financially, given how they want to operate, are you know their hands are tied a little bit. This is the same sort of stuff that lost them Caruso, um, but they've you know we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be bad or it's going to be great. We have to see what they do. And I think each of the different routes has its own merits. And it's just about how you weigh those out. And me being fairly new to both of these prospects, I don't have a super strong perspective on either. Uh, so I am just here to wait and see. But, you know, that's it. Charlie Brown, give give the man a contract. He's, he's played well. And really, that, it's about that shooting. Hopefully, you are enjoying your weekend. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be Saturday. I'll get this, you know, uh, scheduled to post. I will be at the uh, Texas-Oklahoma game having some fun. Um, And I I hope you have a great weekend. Hope, you know, Lakers played well, continue playing well. And uh, look out for some pods next week. Don't know that all pods Sunday. We'll see. Um, uh, Jovan Buha is going to be joining me on for a podcast and we've got some other fun things planned so check that out if you aren't familiar or if you're a new listener and would like to get more involved we have a really active community there are I think currently 200 or so folks in there and it's lots of active discussion every single day game day is a fun special experience um, in our Lakers Exceptionalism Discord server so if you want to get into that, you can go to patreon.com slash cranges and, you know, contribute a couple bucks a month and that'll allow you to join that community that supports us financially, which is awesome. Or if you'd like, you can DM Tom or me a five-star review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or I, I, there have been some folks who have had to uh, work around the fact that they listen on Spotify and like get a friend to send in the review and, and send a screenshot over. Um, that works. Uh, there are other podcast review websites out there. I forget the name off the top of my head. I need to make a note of this so I can mention it next time. But there are other, there are other ways people look at podcast reviews and other platforms. So going there as well helps us out and we'd be happy to see. So those, those are your options. We'd love to have you in that family. Um, it's, it's really my favorite part of the basketball season and even their off season is just having those great discussions. Uh, well, games first, but then having the great discussions there. It's a little bit different from Twitter where, you know, like me yesterday, you're, you're fist fighting fans from other teams <laughs> uh, with, you know, Jay Crowder being dirty or whatever it happens to be. So it's a fun community. We have real dialogue. It's not just dunking on each other, but we have a lot of fun. It's a really knowledgeable group. Um, great place to ask questions where I'm pretty active and, and able to answer and happy to answer. We have film reviews in there that will uh, be, you know, 
dusting back off for this next upcoming week. We took, a, I think, a week off, two weeks off. Um, but now that we've got some good, fresh new film, we've got some film to review. So join us for those film sessions. We've been doing them on Mondays or Tuesdays in the evening. Um, lots of fun in this in this Discord. So check that out. That's a good way to support us um, one way or the other, no matter how you're getting in there. Really appreciate everyone listening to it, to this. We've just had such a fantastic run with this podcast. It's now you know, about a year, a little over a year since the pod started. It's crazy to think that two seasons ago was like a year ago, one calendar year ago. Um, but just seeing the community grow and grow and grow and grow and grow pod after pod is is awesome. And having discussions with each of you on Twitter, in the Discord is, is just great stuff. So thank you for all the support. We're going to just keep on chugging along, trying to give you that good content. And uh, let's go Lakers. Have a great weekend, everyone. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.